Hi. I'm Lone Candle. I've made a secular focus case for the morality of abortion, but did not mention religion. I concluded that before 20-24 weeks into pregnancy, there's not even a reasonable argument for abortion being unethical. At least not in the sense that destroying that life is anywhere near equivalent to murdering a human. I said that between that time and birth is more of a gray area. But what about a religious argument? First, if the only good argument for an action being unethical is a religious one, then the government absolutely should not ban or discourage that action. We don't live in a theocracy. We have a clear separation between church and state. If I need to believe a religious doctrine in order to think something is wrong, then a law banning it is an act of establishing religion. Even if multiple religions share a belief, there will be others, including non-religion, that don't. So to enforce such a rule would be to use the power of government to force one's spiritual beliefs on others. That's wrong. This isn't to say that one can't choose their personal beliefs based on religion, or even their political attitudes. For a truly religious person, all their morals should come from their religious beliefs. I'd expect that to influence their political opinions. But, if we believe in a separation of church and state, then we can't force those beliefs and opinions on others. There must be a solid, non-religious argument that matches the conclusion of the religious-based deductions. Many actions found unethical by religion will also be found unethical by non-religious philosophy. Murder, for example, is forbidden in the Bible. But believing in the value of intelligent, conscious life can be substantiated from non-religious philosophies. So there's no issue. Abortion is different. As I argued in my previous video, there's not a good and reasonable argument for the unethicalness of abortion before 20-24 weeks into pregnancy. Relying on religion to support abortion bans doesn't cut it when it comes to governmental policy, because it's wrong to use the state to enforce religious beliefs. Secondly, does the Bible clearly say that abortion is unethical in the first place? No, it does not. This means we have tons of people going around passionately trying to use governmental power to stop people from getting abortions with the belief that their religious zeal demands they do so, when their religion doesn't even say such a thing. You'd think if someone was so impassioned by their religion to fight abortion, that their religion would be very clear that abortion is wrong. Instead, people are either misinformed about their own religion or just naturally don't like abortion and in a biased manner use whatever pieces of their religion they can to support their view. To dig into this, we've got to talk about the Bible. I don't claim to be a biblical scholar. I certainly am not claiming that my favored interpretation and translation is clearly the best one. What I'm arguing is simply that the Bible does not clearly say abortion is wrong. Any honest biblical expert will tell you that passages in the Bible that may be relevant to abortion are vague and disputed among such experts. What I'm saying is no one can reasonably claim that the Bible clearly supports a pro-life position, and therefore, the whole basis for a Christian pro-life position is built on a house of bullshit. Worse than this, it can be reasonably, although not decisively, 
argued that the Bible suggests support for the idea that the being growing in a woman's womb has less value than an actual born human. To start, abortion itself is not even mentioned in the Bible. Yeah, that super long book that includes many long lists of basic and explicit rules of what is wrong, what is right, and what to do in certain situations. The book that includes Jewish law after Jewish law and many recommendations of how to act by St. Paul and even many opinions by Jesus ranging from divorce laws to stoning, this book doesn't include a single explicit mention of abortion. If God cares so much about the unborn, why not forbid it one time? It's not like abortion is new. Abortion is both ancient and widespread. Ancient Egyptians? Aborters. Ancient Chinese? Aborters. The Greeks and Romans? <laughs> you better believe they were aborters. This isn't to say that there weren't people in these societies that raised ethical concerns about abortion, but that abortion was a prevalent action throughout space and time. The ancient Hebrews, as well as the Jews and Christians in the New Testament, would have been aware of the practice. If God was so against it, why not say so when he and his inspired followers noted their thoughts on so many other things? Now, this isn't a nail-in-the-coffin point. It has been argued that, while abortion is generally prevalent, among the Hebrews, it was not, so there would be no need to make the point. And, more importantly, even if abortion is not explicitly mentioned, the Bible could make other claims more clearly, from which basic logic could deduce that abortion is wrong. There are tons of passages that people have argued support the value of life in the womb, or support the devaluing of that life. Unfortunately for the pro-life position, none of these clearly say that life begins at conception, or that the life in the womb is equivalent to a human life. Pro-life arguments on this tend to fall into two camps, intellectually honest and, well, bad. In the latter category, people use whatever vague and unclear interpretation and biasly selected translation they can find and make misleading arguments about how the Bible supports a pro-life position. The other pro-life camp admit that the Bible does not clearly say life begins at conception, but then make wrong arguments about how science shows life begins at conception. And then the Bible says life is valuable, so therefore, the Bible is against abortion. For the secular argument that's relevant to this false science claim, see my first video. Probably the most significant abortion-related Bible passage is Exodus 21, 22-25. Here's the English Standard Version translation. When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman, so that her child come out, but there is no harm. The one who hit her shall surely be fined, as the woman's husband shall impose upon him. And he shall pay as the judges determine. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Now, one reading of this is that there's a fine for accidentally killing a fetus, but if there is harm to the woman, then there is life for life. That would be the Bible stating that the fetus has less value than an adult woman. Now, there are two unclear points here that I want to discuss. One, is the fetus dead? In some translations, the fetus is said to miscarriage. That means a dead baby. Others say premature birth, which is unclear. Others take a more literal translation, which is that the baby just came out. 
I'm not sure what's the point to this rule if the baby came out just fine. That the baby is harmed, honestly killed, is why you would mention the baby in this law in the first place. The whole point is that the baby has been killed and the husband can demand compensation. If the baby comes out just fine, then there really is no harm and what happened to the baby was irrelevant. But that aside, what's the best translation and interpretation? I don't know. No one does. It's unclear. Another confusion. When the passage says that if there is harm, there is life for life, is it referring to the woman, the fetus, or the woman and the fetus? If it is referring to just the woman, then the woman's life is more valuable. If it is referring to the fetus, then this would be the Bible saying that this is a life so valuable that the destroyer of that life should lose his life. Again, there's no way of knowing what the ancient author's intention was. It's not clear. Also, that wouldn't be the Bible saying the fetus in the womb is as valuable as another life, but the fetus outside the womb. It could be saying that you kill the baby that has come out of the womb. So it is only a life or a life because of its exiting the womb. If you kill the fetus and it didn't suddenly come out, then maybe the passage doesn't apply. If I must choose a side, I may want to go with yet another wrinkle in this issue. Thomas McDaniel argues that he discovered a new Hebrew homograph that previous scholars' ignorance of led to a mistranslation of this passage. This discovery would make the true translation of the passage match a 2nd, 3rd century BC Greek version of the Old Testament called the Septuagint. This would mean the passage reads, And if two men strive and smite a woman with child, and her child be born and perfectly formed, he shall be forced to pay a penalty as the woman's husband may lay upon him. He shall pay with a valuation. But if it be perfectly formed, he shall give life for life. This version clearly states that sometime in pregnancy, the fetus is not fully formed, and sometime later, it is. While not fully formed, that being's value is less than a full human. But once it is fully formed, it is equal to a human. Now this opens another debate on how exactly the Bible would define fully formed. But what this translation clearly says is, at some point in the pregnancy, killing that being is not murder, because it is not truly human yet. While sometime later in pregnancy, that being counts as a human, and destroying it is punishable by death. Now, I can't judge whether McDaniel's argument about Hebrew script is right. I have no idea. It doesn't seem that his view has taken over the scholarly opinion yet. So again, all this discussion, which I'm only scratching the surface of, leads to the conclusion that the passage is just unclear on what it says about the true start of an ethical human life. There are biblical passages where God chooses people in the womb or treats them as a person, but these on the surface appear to be poetic, and God's omniscience could explain him knowing people before birth. Remember, some texts say God knows us before we are even conceived, so him knowing us doesn't mean we are a fully valued human yet. Other passages emphasize the importance of breath as the beginning of life. This implies that we don't truly have life until birth. This can be interpreted and explained away, though. Again, it isn't definitive. There are passages where God kills the unborn as some sort of punishment, but God kills a lot of people, so these passages don't say something specific about abortion. In Numbers, 
there are passages where God himself lays down that for the Israelites, if a man is jealous of his wife, suspecting her of cheating sexually with another man, the husband can bring to her a priest and have her drink a special concoction that if she is faithful, will allow her to have children. But if she cheated, will cause her to be infertile. In some translations, it straight up says she miscarriages. But this translation disagreement isn't too important because this is something God said should be done in general. So we will have many women suspected of recently having sex becoming infertile if she in fact did have sex outside of her marriage. And because of the nature of sex, some of those women would have been impregnated. And a pregnant woman who becomes barren means the organism in her womb dies or disappears. So, this passage is God commanding abortions in this specific circumstance. Well, it'd be a stretch to say this is God permitting abortions in general. It does clearly show God is willing to let the unborn die simply because they were created during unfaithful sex. If God valued life at conception as equal to a human, he wouldn't just kill that living being simply because the mother cheated on her husband. In these passages, God doesn't value the conceived pre-human. So yeah, the Bible isn't pro-life. If anything, it's pro-abortion. But really, it's not clearly one or the other. Don't just take my word for it. Many Christian denominations and groups don't think the Bible is anti-abortion and think abortion should be legal. Jewish law, which is based on the Bible, while not a fan of abortion, doesn't interpret their text as concluding that life begins at conception. The Talmud even requires abortion if the woman's life is at stake. The Bible is not pro-life. It doesn't clearly say abortion is wrong or that life begins at conception. Well, I'm Lone Candle. Like me, comment me, love me. And love means subscribe.